Hello everyone, this is Bola, founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. So if you've been listening to the podcast or following Clever Girl Finance on one of our online um, outlets, you know that my first book, Clever Girl Finance, Ditch Debt, Save Money, and Build Real Wealth, comes out on June 25th, and I am excited. I am officially in countdown mode. And so one of the things I'm doing on the podcast on and on YouTube is catching up with some amazing women who have either been featured on this podcast or on the Clever Girl Finance website and are also featured in the book. So my guest today is Dorian St. Fleur and she is the founder and CEO of Your Career Girl. And Dorian was on episode 61 of this podcast where she talked about negotiation and shared specific tips on how to negotiate in your careers. And so today I'm catching up with Dorian to see how she's been doing since we last spoke. She has recently gotten another dream job for herself, which is really exciting. And she's also sharing some very specific tips for women as to how you can work on achieving the career of your dreams and making sure that you're getting paid what you're worth. So I'm very excited to share this episode and we recorded this episode as a YouTube slash podcast episode. So if you want to see our faces as we're laughing and see our animated looks, you can head over to the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel to check out this episode, um, watch the video of it. And so if you haven't already pre-ordered your copy of the Clever Girl Finance book, I would greatly appreciate your help in making this book a massive success. You can order this book on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, at your local bookstore. If your local bookstore doesn't yet carry it, you can ask them to place an order for the book so that they can get it in stock for you to purchase. And you can also get it at your local library by asking them to place an order for the book as well. And the Clever Girl Finance book is also going to be available as an audiobook and an ebook as well. So please pre-order the book. Um, help me make this a massive success. And please tell your friends and family and your colleagues to check out this book. I'm really proud of this book. I put my heart into it and I can't wait to share it with you guys. And if you're listening to this podcast and you love what you're listening to, please subscribe and head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review so that other women, other incredible women just like you can find this podcast as well. So now let's get into this catch-up episode with Dorianne. Hey, Dorianne. Hey, Bola. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing well. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Same here. So um, this is a catching up episode that I'm going to be sharing on the podcast and on YouTube. And I wanted to catch up with you because you were on episode 61 of the podcast um, where you talked about how to how women can get careers they love without, you know, giving up what they're worth. Mm -hmm. And um, in the book, you provided tips on negotiating and um, how to basically get what you're worth and to avoid specific mistakes women make when it comes to their careers and building wealth. So um, just as a refresher to anyone who hasn't listened to the podcast, episode 61, tell them who you are and what you do. Yes. So my name is Dorian St. Fleur and I am the founder and CEO of Your Career Girl, which is my, I love, I'm obsessed with my company and what we do, but basically it's an online uh, career development platform for ambitious, high achieving women of color. Like we are really here to help you tap into what your purpose is, get a dream job that's aligned, but most importantly, don't sacrifice how much you get paid. Don't sacrifice your worth in the process. So we provide training, tools, resources, coaching, all that good stuff to help women do the work they're meant to do and get paid well for it. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I 
love what you do, Dorian, especially, especially you specifically is because you're very honest, you're very open and you are actually a coach, a CEO who lives what she teaches. I cannot mm-hmm. tell you <laughs> how many people <laughs> teach things that they have no experience in. And so yes. one of the things you've helped your clients do is get six-figure jobs. One of the things you have done is gotten multiple six-figure jobs for yourself. And one of the things you've done most recently is actually get your dream job. So six figures mm-hmm. plus everything else that you wanted to have <laughs> in a dream job that was basically like, you know, all your wish list items checked off, which is, you know, really, really important when someone is trusting somebody to coach them to, you know, get a specific thing like negotiate a raise or get a better paying job and all that good stuff. That's really important, right? Yeah, it's so important. Like you said, there's so many people out there who are coaching in quotation marks and teaching and doing all these things and they literally haven't, you know, lived it or helped someone come through this before. So I definitely am still a person who enjoys my nine to five. I love my nine to five. I'm not going to be out here telling people to get to your dream life and do all these things. And I don't even believe in that myself. So definitely love what I do. Um, and I was an, I was able recently to, um, it is a dream job, um, but I've had multiple dream jobs in my life, thankfully, because I practice the tools that I, that I teach the women I work with. But yeah, it's checking off a lot of the things off my list. We relocated to an amazing city. We got a great relocation um, package. We're living our dream lives, the quality of life that we want. And I'm doing, most importantly though, I'm doing work that I love to do. I work with diversity, equity, inclusion. And so all around me, I'm always talking about how can we empower people from underrepresented groups and help them really do the work that they're meant to do all around. That's that's what I do 24 <laughs> seven. That's amazing. So I have a couple of questions to ask you um, as it pertains to your contribution to the Clever Girl Finance Yay! Book, which comes out June 25th. <laughs> so I have I wrote a couple of questions down on my desktop, but I have one from the book I wanted to ask you. So in the book, you talk about five major salary mistakes that women make. And I'm just going to go over the first one that you mentioned, which was not having a compensation strategy. How do you find that when women don't have a compensation strategy going into a new job, interviewing, or even seeking promotions, how does this impact um, their overall um, ability to earn more over the course of career? Yeah, it's it's that they're basically doing themselves a disservice and starting behind the game already. So a compensation strategy, the way that I define it, is really just being deliberate and intentional about what you intend to make, how mm-hmm. you intend to have that happen, what's the growth that you want, really taking a long-term approach to your compensation. So many times we're just so happy to have the job. If they give us a couple of dollars extra, we're like, oh my gosh, yes, I'll take it. And we don't necessarily <laughs> think about, well, how does this work into my entire plan? Like, what are my life goals and how does this align with that? Am I trying to buy a house? Am I trying to save? Am I trying to invest? Whatever. Um, So really thinking about your strategy helps you go into the conversation with, one, you'll do your research about how much you're worth in the market, how much the job is worth, what this company is, how much they can afford versus how much they can't, and go in there with um, armed with the research you need to negotiate what it is that you want. And even if, let's say, you do negotiate and they don't necessarily give you the exact number, um, what you're looking for, then you can make an informed decision. Do I want to keep this job because of all the other things? How, what's the career, what's the compensation growth over the next few years versus should I just hold off and look for something else? It's really about being deliberate so that you're maximizing your earning potential. You're, you're really getting the most out of the compensation package that you can. 
And that's so important. I have been guilty of, you know, not having a compensation strategy, especially when I first graduated from college and I got my first job, um, which we've talked about before. I got a job Mm -hmm. uh, earning $54,000 a year before taxes, after taxes was like 40K. And to me, that was amazing because it was my first job out of college. I had never made that much money in my life before. (laughs) And then, you know, I was kind of like in this cruising altitude at work, like, oh my God, my salary is great. Until one day I went to lunch with other people who were hired with me on the same day, doing exactly the same role. And I realized that some of them were making like seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars more than me. And I was like, oh my God, how did you get that? And it was like, well, I asked. You know, mm-hmm. and ever since then, every other job I've had, every um, promotion I, I was up for, I always negotiated my raise. And if I didn't negotiate my raise, I negotiated my benefits. So I think what you said is so important because it's something that we, a lot of us fall victim to because we just don't know that we should have this plan. And we also mm-hmm. don't know that we should ask, which and we right. don't, you know, we kind of like, we get into the space where we're not getting paid what we're worth because we just didn't ask. Right. And I think a lot of us, especially women of color, we think that we can't ask. We think like, well, this is not up for negotiation. And it is. Most recruiters, there's a budget. Like I asked someone who's been in HR for many years and hear these <laughs> recruiters talk, there's actually there's an actual budget for a role. There's a range. And sometimes like a maybe a small percentage of times they'll go in and they'll say, literally, this is what we have to offer. This we can't go above that. And sometimes it's true. But for the most part, they're waiting, they're expecting you to come back and say something. And sometimes people feel like, well, they're going to take away the offer from me, or they're going to say, you know, no, how dare you ask? And that's just not the case. So a closed mouth, don't get fed that, that, (laughs) that saying is true. You need to ask, um, for what you're worth. You really need to ask. Yeah. And if I was a recruiter, you know, my goal is to get the best talent at the lowest cost. So if you Mm -hmm. don't ask me, Hey, good. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And even myself, like even with your career girl, I've recently, you know, hired uh, some people and, um, one of a couple of them like negotiated and talked to things and I just get so happy. I'm like, yes, girl, you negotiated, (laughs) even though it's more money out of my pocket. But like, I'm so, I just, I'm so, I love when women are empowered and they ask for what they're worth and they do what they need to do like I just I love that so yeah okay so my next question for you is um I actually have two questions next Mm -hmm. and um I'll ask them one by one and there are common questions that people ask me and ask you about all the time and so I thought that we would talk about that since this is something that you deal with all the time and so the number one question I get was I want to change my career Mm -hmm. what can I do to make sure that I'm able to get a job that pays me well, which means pays me what I get paid now at a minimum, um, given that I don't have the experience or pays me more or sets me up in a position where I will be able to climb the ladder to exceed my current paycheck or my current you know, annual salary. So what advice would you give to someone who is shifting um, careers, changing industries, um, considering going back to school and it just really wants to focus on getting a good career, but also maximizing their earning potential? Yeah. I think the first thing is to just really be, again, strategic. I think that's my key word. Anyone who knows me know that I always talk about being strategic, intentional, and deliberate um, about your process. So when you talk about wanting to switch industries, why do you want to switch to what specifically? Doing what? Do you have to get some additional credentials? Do you have to start entry level? Like really answering those basic questions. So first, you're even aware of what the options are and what, what you need to go after. Once you do that, then the 
the magic is really all in how you position yourself for that role. And so even myself, I've made a couple of switches in my career. I went from operations into HR, and then I went from um, core HR work into diversity and inclusion. I've switched across like financial services to tech. And in all those instances, I packaged myself as a person that, yes, I'm coming into this, but please don't forget all of my other experience. Don't forget that I've been doing this for X amount of years. Don't forget that I'm amazing and all of these things. And so I package that on my LinkedIn profile. I become a thought leader um, and an expert, quote unquote, in the different areas that I'm trying to move into. I let them know that I have a working knowledge of this. I network strategically. um, And I also just basically have the confidence when I go into these situations to know that you're not taking a bet on me. <laughs> like I, you yeah. believe me, I'm a sure thing and I'm going to come in here and, and do what I need to do. I have proof basically that I've been able to, to transform my experience in other places and I'm going to do that with you as well. So let's do this. And so it's really about the packaging, the strategy and the confidence in order to do that. Now, I think though that there's a misconception that in order to switch industries or in order to go after a role that you want, you're going to have to take a pay cut or it's not, you know, you're going to have to start from the bottom. And sometimes as far as starting from the bottom, you do like I've had clients who have to start from entry level and then kind of work their way up and that's fine, but you don't always have to take a pay cut. You can stay flat. You can't even go up a little bit more, but again, it's about how are you packaging yourself? Are you going into the interview saying, I have no experience, please take a chance on me. You know, maybe I can do this. Or are you like, this is what I've done before. Here's a couple articles I've written. Here's how I put myself out there. This is what it's worth in the market based on my 15 years of experience. No, it's not in this, but it transfers. I've like to make this amount of money. So it's really, it's a long-winded answer, but basically you have to believe (laughs) that you can do it. You have to strategize and you have to package yourself in the right way. And you made a really excellent point, which I think a lot of people um, look over, which is the fact that even though you haven't worked in that industry space or you haven't worked in that field, your experience still matters. And it ties, you know, you can tie it in through the packaging. So no, you may not have worked in financial services, but when you look at the role specifically and what you need to get done, that particular skill set, whether it's people management or like, you know, communications or like Mm -hmm. something, product management, you've done that in this other industry. And that experience still applies to the role that you're seeking in this new industry. And you don't want to leave that off when you're presenting yourself as, you know, this package. So that's a really excellent point that you made. And speaking of LinkedIn, you have an incredible LinkedIn course. Um, I've been getting tons and tons of raves about this course on the Clever Girl Finance platform. So I'm going to link it. It's um, how to use LinkedIn to get your next high paying job. And Dorian created that for Clever Girl Finance. And it is amazing. So I'll put the link in the show notes for the podcast if you're listening and below if you're watching this on YouTube. Hey, YouTube. (laughs) Hey, YouTube. Yes, please go ahead and get that course because seriously, LinkedIn is like the secret sauce and so many people overlook it and it frustrates me uh, because if you're trying to change industries, if you're trying to become a thought leader, if you're trying to network with someone, LinkedIn can be used for all of those things. So I took the course when, you know, we were drafting it out and if I was like, honestly, I learned so much. I was like, oh my God, I need to go back in time and apply all these things I just learned from Gloria. (laughs) It is awesome. So you ladies have to check it out. So put the links in. Okay. So the next question I have for you is for someone who um, is looking to make more money. So I get this all the time and you probably do as well is I'm working this job. You know, I had this amazing degree, but I'm not getting paid enough. Like, what can I do? 
the first step is to really understand if you're getting, if you're underpaid and by how much. So I think there's a lot of times people just say, well, I'm making this amount of money and I just feel like I'm underpaid. Well, how do you know? There were, there were times in my career where I just thought I was underpaid and I actually went out and researched and tested the market and no girl, you were overpaid. You better be quiet and sit down (laughs) and take your paycheck before they, before they take it away from you. (laughs) So, so first thing is to do your research. So go out there and understand what are they actually paying in the market? You know, what 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 could you get um, somewhere else for this role? What are other people getting who are in similar p- positions to you? So first, go ahead and do your research. Once you do that, then you need to strategize how you're going to go to your employer and ask for more. Sometimes it's going directly to your manager. It's going to HR, um, you know, figuring out who the right person is and how you're going to make the ask. You can't just go in and say, I'd like to get more money, please. <laughs> I'd like to buy more things and all of this. Um, you need to talk about well, this is why I've done the research and it looks like I'm 10,000 under under what the market rate is. Or I've just completed this project and I've done really well here and I want to reevaluate what my salary and my total compensation package is. It's really going in there with an ask that ties to a business reason or ties to some sort of research that you've done. Um, and then, honestly, this part that people don't want to hear is being prepared for the answer and being prepared about what your step is after. Because, yes, sometimes they'll say, yes, okay, great, we'll reevaluate at end of the year, whatever it is, or yes, you're right, let's do it now. Or they might say, no, we don't have the budget, or that's not, we're not prepared for that. Or based on what everyone else is making here, you're, you know, within line. And so you need to think about, okay, so what comes next? Depending on their answer, what am I willing to do? Do I look for something else? Do I, um, you know, just take, just deal with it? So really thinking about this holistically, um, preparing for it, having the conversation, and then being prepared to, to act once you know what they say. That's really excellent advice um, because I, I, the other thing, you know, is that sometimes people will get the answer that they don't want and they'll take it really personally and get really angry yes. and it will reduce the quality of work they're doing. But it's not about that. This is a business transaction. And if mm-hmm. they're saying they can't afford it, it's not that they hate you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can, so you have to decide what are your options going to be. Like exactly. You said, you stay there. You're going to find another job. What, what do you want to do at this point? Because they've been honest. And I don't, the option should not be to lower the quality of work that you're doing. <laughs> right. Exactly. I think that's a really good point. And, and I love that this idea of not taking it personally, because it's not like whether they tell you they can't afford it or they say, actually, your performance is not up to par or whatever they say. Listen to that feedback. Decide if you're you know what you're going to internalize, what you're not. But this isn't about you. You're an, an employee at the end of the day to them. And yes, they, your manager could care about you, all of those things. But ultimately, they have decisions that they make based on their bottom line. And so you just have to decide how you're going to act once you hear that. Well, thank you, Dorian, so much for, you know, making time to have this conversation. I appreciate you participating and contributing to this book. So for those of you listening slash watching, um, Dorian is one of the amazing women who features either their story or their incredible advice based on their real life experience, (laughs) not made up stuff. Uh, And so we have a, a, a chapter on a career and side hustles and Dorian, you contributed to that. So thank you so much. I appreciate that. Of and, course. Um, tell everyone where they can find you. 
You can find me at yourcareergirl.com um, and I'm on social media at yourcareergirl. And Bola, thank you so much for having me on the podcast, in the book, um, you know, with the CGF community. I'm really excited for you and congratulations on the book. Hey, I know. I'm excited. I'm excited. So I will put all the links below and don't forget to check out Dorian's course. I promise you it is amazing, honestly. And um, yeah, so thank you, Dorian. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode with Dorian. And if you did, please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. And you can also listen to episodes and watch videos on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel. And like I mentioned earlier, I would appreciate, greatly appreciate your support in helping make the Clever Girl Finance book a massive success. I would love for you guys to check out this book to inspire you and motivate you as you work on improving your finances. And you can purchase this book everywhere books are sold. This book is also going to be available worldwide. So just ask your bookseller if they don't already carry it, ask them to place an order for the book. So thank you guys so much for listening. Head over to cleverwellfinance.com book to learn more about how to place your pre-order. And as I mentioned earlier as well, the book is also going to be available as an audiobook and an ebook. So make this book the book you read this summer, the book you give this summer and into the holiday season and I will talk to you guys on the next episode of the podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening.